Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Servants of Grace podcast and to our theology segment. One of our listeners writes in today and they ask a fantastic question. The question is this, what is Revelation all about? I, I, this, is, this is such an awesome question um, and it's another one where, you know, uh, we could say a whole lot for a whole long while about, but uh, here's, a, here's a brief, probably 10 minute answer or so about this question. You see, the book of Revelation, it unveils a spiritual war in which the church of Jesus is engaged in that cosmic conflict between God and his Christ and Satan and his evil allies, the demonic and the human. In this conflict, the Lamb of God, Jesus, has already won the decisive victory through his finished and sufficient work. And the church continues today to be assaulted by Satan the dragon in his death throes through persecution, through false teaching, through the allure of material affluence and cultural approval. And John reveals the spiritual realities lying behind the church's trials and temptations during the time between Christ's first and second comings. And so he also affirms the certainty of the triumph of Christ in the new heavens and the new earth, those visions which both warn the church and fortify it to endure suffering and to purify uh, it from the defiling enticements of the present world order. Revelation opens with a prologue and, an, and ends with an epilogue. The prologue and the epilogue are are linked by an angel sent to show the servants of the Lord what soon must take place. And so Revelation gives blessing on those who read and keep the prophecy. It it tells us about John's self-identification and the designation of God as Alpha and Omega. The, The body of Revelation contains four series of seven messages or visions, letters to churches, seals on a scroll, trumpets, and bowls of wrath. Revelation moves from things that are the, the seven churches to the things that, that are to take place after this, climaxing in the enemies of God being destroyed and the church presented as the Lamb's bride in the new heaven and new earth. In Revelation 12, 1-6, John portrays the defeat of the dragon in his desire to destroy the child of the heavenly woman, followed by her flight for safety in, into the wilderness. The, and it describes the defeat of the dragon in its desire to accuse Christians followed by the heavenly woman's a flight for safety into the wilderness. Earlier visions sometimes portray later events, and later visions describe earlier conditions. Revelation 6, 12-17, it shows the, the shaking of the earth and the sky so that the stars are cast to earth by a great wind. And then in Revelation 7, 1-8, John explains the angels restraining the winds of woe until the people of God are sealed. Still later, John sees the sun and the moon and the stars and the sky and only partially darkened. And so the principle of repetition or recapitulation is given to elaborate on God's purposes and to confirm their certainty as seen in the scriptures. In Revelation, recapitulation means that the order in which John received visions and does not necessarily indicate the order of the events they symbolize. Let's talk about some keys to reading Revelation rightly. You see, when we come to the book of Revelation, we come to one, if not one, one of the hardest books uh, of the Bible to read and also to interpret. But the key to reading Revelation is to have a consistent understanding and application of hermeneutics. Hermeneutics is the art and the science of biblical interpretation. 
A normal hermeneutic means that unless the Bible passage under consideration clearly indicates the author was using figurative language, it should be interpreted normally. In other words, Bible readers are, are not to look for other meanings than the natural meaning of the sentence, nor are they to spiritualize scripture to assign meanings that aren't there. The clarity of scripture teaches us that all scripture is given by God and therefore is sufficient in authority for the people of God. And when applied to our hermeneutic, this means that the meaning of the biblical text is to be understood as it's written normally. Revelation is full of colorful descriptions of visions which proclaim the last day before the return of Christ and the ushering in of the new heavens and the new earth. The book of Revelation is full of prophecies that find their fulfillment about the end times rooted in the Old Testament. And in fact, the mention of the Antichrist mentioned in Daniel 9.27 is developed fully in Revelation. Other examples of this include Daniel 7-12, through 12, Isaiah 24-27, through 27, Ezekiel 37-41, through 41, and Zechariah 9-14, through 14, which contain prophecies that find their fulfillment in Revelation. John uses the technique of symbolism from the start of his letter to the end of Revelation. Instead of portraying characters and events directly, John describes them indirectly by means of symbols. Jesus is described as a lamb, and churches are represented as lamps on lampstands, and Satan is pictured as a dragon with seven heads and seven horns. And so the symbols are sometimes familiar and sometimes original and strange. And whenever a work of literature presents a bunch of symbols instead of realistic details, readers should recognize the technique of symbolic reality, meaning that as they enter in, in the work in, in their imaginations, information is presented primarily through symbols. So the book of Revelation is one of the most sustained examples of symbolic reality in existence. The main interpretive question is what the symbols refer to. In many cases, historical background studies can help in understanding how symbols were understandable to John's audience. And yet one cannot go wrong by relating the, symbol, the strange symbolic details to familiar New Testament image of the end times. These include the following. Moral degeneration, cataclysmic natural and military disasters, tribulation including the persecution of Christians, the second coming of Jesus, the millennium, the intermediate and final judgments, the final dissolution of the earth, the glorification of Christians in heaven. Lastly, let's, let's wrap this up talking about Revelation and the end of history. Revelation contains a compelling message of faithfulness to Christ amid the spiritual war against Satan and sin as the people of God wait for the second coming of Jesus Christ. The death and resurrection of Jesus changed the course of history and the world, and the return of Jesus will bring about as dramatic of a change in the history of man. You see, when Jesus returns, he will destroy all of his enemies with a word out of his mouth, and then he'll establish his kingdom with the new Jerusalem. History is not moving about willy-nilly in the mind of God. History is moving forward to the glorious conclusion of Christ returning and establishing his kingdom forever and always. Revelation tells the, the glorious story of the return of Christ, and it's vital for Christians to read and study. So they go grow in their, in their knowledge and understanding of the work of Christ and the end of history. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org. 